Hey listeners, Ethan here. Matt and I are happy that you have stuck with us so far. If you didn't notice, we took last week off. Matt is working on his play and I'm working through my semester and planning term papers. It has been a busy time. We are still at it though. Be on the lookout for more episodes coming your way. We have one planned on God. We have more planned on music. We have one on mental health, maybe even more on pro wrestling. Thanks again for listening, friends. If you have any topics you would like us to tackle, please let us know. Enjoy. catch up and talk about whatever nerdy stuff comes to mind usually over hookah enjoy Fine. let me see live and in live and in person in the garage live and in person in matt's garage <laughs> the the uh new episode of hookah chats it'll be relatively short but hopefully it'll be good we've been down uh the family has been down well yeah up i guess to see matt and amanda um, and we saw Matt's band. We had a pumpkin party yeah. where we carved pumpkins. Well, I didn't carve any pumpkins. Um, we are actually smoking hookah yeah, right now. Yeah, we actually have the hookah. So it's like, it's like a legit actual hookah chat. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, we, we got this, we have, uh, some topics in mind. Probably for the future. We probably won't do it right now because we pro- we're going to talk about God. We need to have a point. call-in session. That's, call. oh, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, well, we'll probably talk about God at some point. So listen for a God conversation in the future. <laughs> That'll be fun. Um, I can talk about my mental health because that's not going great. Um, but that's... Or we could talk about just how great Lemmy is. Yeah, we could talk about Lemmy Motorhead. Is Lemmy is gone. Yeah, yeah. So, so Matt's band is is great. It's hell bent. We'll put a we'll put a link in the description. Hell, well, tell tell them about hell bent, Matt. Oh, we just we're we're a, we're a faux metal band. <laughs> we're we're a, a a band that covers uh, a bunch of seventies and eighties hard rock and and metal and a lot of hair metal and things like that because. You know, we want people to come and and see us, and we want to get paid, so right. we do stuff like that. But in the in the third sets where we really like to unwind, and we get we get to do uh, some of the heavier stuff that we enjoy. So. Yep, yep. I I like the third set. the The running joke for Hellbent is that I love Matt and I love the folks in his band, and so when I'm able to see them, I will. But I like <laughs> I like maybe twenty five percent of the songs. You know, like it's <laughs> it's uh, which is fun because. Um, Traditionally, my my wife and I do not agree on music at all. And there's uh, back when my back when I didn't have my driver's license. Here's here's a funny story, Matt. Back when I didn't have my driver's license, and Beth would drive drive us wherever we needed to be. This is before we got married. I uh, the rule is, and this is generally I think a universal rule. If you're driving, 
we listen to the music that you like to listen to. Right, you the drive. driver gets to choose the that, track. That's right. right, and that's fine. Like I accept that rule. I think that's I think that's a perfectly reasonable rule. It doesn't apply to me <laughs> uh, when I'm in the car with my wife, but it applies to Beth when she's driving. Right, and um, I we had been dating for two years, three mm-hmm. years, and uh, I've spent two or three years listening to. Um, the the music equivalent of Family Guy. Um, <laughs> That's an interesting analogy. <laughs> well, I, it works because my wife loves Family Guy, and I think. Um, but uh, so it's a, this kind of odd mixture of like pop punk, and um, you know, uh, Aqua. She likes Aqua for some reason. Aqua. Yeah, it's oh, weird. Man, and my then opinion of Beth is changing so much. Well, and then she'll have like a weird Al Yankovic song, like uh. she's kind of sprinkled throughout. But we we had been doing this. We've been together for like two years. We're driving somewhere, and uh, for the first time, she kind of turns the volume down and she goes, "Do you like this this music?" And I look at her. I'm like, "No, (laughs) no, I don't. I don't like any of this music." And she's like, "Oh," and she just turns the volume back up, and we kept going. But uh, but my relationship to to Hellbent is is not the same, <laughs> but it's similar. Like it's just like a lot of music I don't really listen to. But uh, uh, the last um, set that they play in the night is is usually full of songs that I I tend to like. Okay, um, which is basically Motorhead. You know <laughs> that one Motorhead that song one Motorhead song like you guys minutes. play, um, and and a couple others. And so my 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 goal is always to either. Uh, give them like real songs to be like, like here. I think you guys should play this song, even if I'm not a big fan of it. I think it'll sound right. great. Right. Or, or I just want you to play Motorhead songs. Well, or you just sit in the back of the bar and and scream out. <laughs> play. What was the Metallica one? That you play Saint Anger. Play Saint Anger. It's like shut up. <laughs> which which bothers everybody because I'm famously not a Metallica fan. Um. Uh, my my buddy Nick, uh, friend of the pod, Nick also loves Metallica and also hates it when I do that because <laughs> it's fun. You know, play Saint Anger. It's the best Metallica record. Everybody's like, no. The lead singer for DTK came up to me while you guys were playing. Yeah, Greg. Greg. Yep. And he uh, he was like he, he was like, hey, you know, cool it. You know? <laughs> like, and he was sort of joking. Yeah. But but he was like, no man, Saint Anger's a terrible record. And I was like, yeah, Greg, I know. Like <laughs> that's, that's why I keep doing. That's the bit. You know, the bit is of course it's a bad record. <laughs> Nobody ever plays that because yeah. it's a bad record. Right. I really have been trying to get. Uh, the band to kind of move in a direction that's a little bit more populist and i know that's not like what like hardcore metal fans want to hear but like i want to i want to get paid yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know and getting getting paid well like if if you bring in i I was in a band a, a while ago that was pretty popular in the area and we played like we played like wilson pickett you know like we played all kinds of stuff right and uh 
my the this I was I was like miserable and I was like, why are we playing this? <laughs> and the singer was like, "Do you see all the girls out there dancing?" And right. I said, "Yes." And he said, "Do you know why we're getting paid two hundred and fifty dollars a man to be here?" And I'm like, "Well, it's because we're pro- you know it's a popular band." And he's like, "No, it's because for every girl we bring in, five horny guys show up." That's right. And if they want to hear Mustang Sally, we're playing Mustang Sally. So fucking get ready. Right. Just get ready to play Mustang Sally. And I'm like, I get it. Like, I get it now. Right? Yeah. I, you know, I, I understand that. And I would be in that same position where I getting paid. Like, I, because I, I'm a mercenary by, by, you know, at my heart. Yeah. Uh, I've given up on my integrity a long time ago. Back when I started working for God, I gave up, I gave up on my integrity. Um, but, uh, but I get it. And I think that, I think that for, uh, the metal gatekeepers of the world of which I am at least a part-time metal gatekeeper, um, it's easy to be a gatekeeper when you're not getting paid to do it. Um, but, but basically listeners, I, I think that, um, it would make me happy and this is why they shouldn't do it. But it would make me happy if they just played Motorhead all the time. <laughs> it would make me happy too. Sure. Um, will, will they make it as much money? You know, probably not. But um, but I I could definitely stomach uh, more Motorhead. Um, and I you know what like I think there's a way you can craft a, a you know a show or or a set with Motorhead songs that that are still crowd pleasers. You know, because motor like Lemmy, you know, may he rest in peace. What Lemmy said that he uh, he slept with thousands of women in his career. Yeah, uh, and he was the ugliest you, person I've you, ever seen. When you look like Lemmy, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> man, imagine if he looked like like Kit Winger or yeah, something. Yeah, no, and he's, be... and he's a bass player too. Like bass players never get any scratch. So yeah, good for him. But um, what's the guy's name from? He played for Five Finger Death Punch. The guitarist. I don't know his name, but I know where you're going. Um, but like he also played for like Mandy Moore. Yeah, yeah, he was, right? he was <laughs> in like Hillary Duff's band. Yeah, you know? right. Um, there, there's a, a, I think it's on Netflix. There's a, a documentary called um, what's it called? Hired Guns. Hired Guns. Yeah. And uh, that guy really gets music from where where I'm coming from in this in this respect. It's like you got to eat. Right, you gotta right. you got right. you gotta pay to get you know, you gotta pay your dues and and sometimes you gotta play a Mandy Moore song you know, <laughs> if it's paying you you know, uh, and I I very much feel that way in this area especially when you're not playing your own material. Yeah, I think you. Do right. you know what I mean? Like I if I was playing my mean. own material, my own art, I wouldn't care if there was a bunch of people there. Yeah, I'd be doing what I was passionate about. But like that's not what we're doing. Right. Like, that's not what any of the bands around here. In a, a bars want somebody that's going to bring people in. Absolutely, they're not. They're not like hellbent fans, right? Sure. They, like the bars don't care if we play like metal or country or what. They just want the crowds to come in and buy beer. Right. 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 And that's how you get paid in this area, is by being a, an entertainer, right? So you've got to entertain. If you want to play your own music and do your own thing, that's fine. There's venues for it. Yeah. But you're not gonna. You're not going to make any money, and we're not, and we're not writing our own material. Right. That's the thing that I kind of feel like I understand the metal gatekeeping thing. Yeah, like I understand people that 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 have that sort of mentality, but like 
you know, it's not as much as you want to internalize it and make it yours. It's not yours. Exactly. You know, it's Lemmy's. Yeah. Right. Or it's Rob Halford's or it's whoever, you know, it's not yours. Mm -hmm. You happen to enjoy it and there's nothing wrong with that. And you Mm -hmm. have your particular thing. But to be so defensive about it and be so like, like hardcore about it, it's not yours. Right. Like whenever I'm up there with Hellbent and I'm playing these songs, they're not my songs. They're somebody else's songs. I need to do those songs justice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You want to do them well. You know, I need Mm -hmm. to do those songs. I need to be fair to the artists that wrote those songs and do those songs justice. But they're not mine. I don't have any pride going up there, you know. Now, now I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to get up there and play, like, a Hillary Duff song if I don't have to. Sure. But, like, we, we have that kind of leeway where we can we can pick and choose the material that, that we want to use. But, like, when we do that, I want to pick and choose material that is popular to the to the audiences that are going to show up you know like i say i say like we should do rock and roll all night by kiss yeah and you know and i get all these gruff looks in the band they're like oh we don't want to do that song because it's too popular i'm like yeah you know why it's popular because fucking people like it that's That's why it's popular you know (laughs) so just play it and shut up like it's not yours you're not kiss like just whatever so no i agree with you (laughs) I agree with you. And like and I think that I think that you and it's not that you guys don't do this, but like it requires a little bit of uh play, right? Mm-hmm. Like obviously if there's uh songs that you can't stand or no, we're not gonna do that, that's cheap. We're not doing that yeah. bullshit. Like then you okay, get around it in another way. Yeah. You know? Play play another song. Like well, I, that's, I, that's the thing. We you, there's so many there's, there's I don't know if you've noticed this, Ethan, but there's a whole lot of songs out there's there. A lot of, there's a lot of music. <laughs> right? There's a so, lot of music. Like, if you come across one and you're like, oh, we don't want to do that one, okay, do a different one. Or we don't like the way this one's done, okay, then do something else. If you could tell, uh, uh, well, Richie, who listens, <laughs> <laughs> yes. what, like, what, are, what are two songs that you would add to the set list? Two songs that I would add to the set list. Um, I would probably add... Um, Hellraiser, because we constantly get told we need to do more Ozzy songs. Right. And uh, I don't like Ozzy. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I don't think Ozzy's a particularly great artist. Uh, I think he's one of these guys that uh, rides talent. Yeah, death. I think that's fair. Um, he's one of those guys that's been fortunate enough to hook up with the right people at the right time. And right. then he gets some sort of... Uh, fame or recognition for it and then that fame or recognition carries over to other musicians that also like he's a he's a like a force multiplier right like he's oh, like yeah, a, yeah. he's a he's a catalyst but he doesn't right. really do anything yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. like I mean Ozzy always sounds like Ozzy like they're not yeah. I don't think he writes any of his own material yeah, uh, I don't not very so. much um, at least not musically he writes lyrics that are like ter- terrible like listen to like Black Sabbath lyrics from the Aussie era, they're not terribly good. <laughs> like like, right, that's not why everybody's. <laughs> that's not why people listen to it. Yeah. And then if I if I if I had my way, I would I'd probably add like another Iron Maiden. To, I would love to do the Trooper. 
Yeah, actually, that's a good. That's a good pick. Too. That's a good. But that's pick. a that's a tough, tough song. Yeah. Right. Like that's a technically song, technically hard to play song. Uh, it's an impossible ask for a singer like our vocalist. You'll take my life, but I'll take yours too. You fire musket, but I'll run you through. So when you're waiting for the next attack, you better stand. There's no turning back. The just doesn't get any respect from us we're like hey do this do that and he has to do it all you know and uh our guitar players are both very talented and they're both very taxed on a lot of things right but i try to avoid i try to avoid songs that don't have like a good hook or songs that that have like long intermissions or interludes like uh one of the songs that the guys were talking about they want to do in the still of the night oh okay Which is a really good song, yeah, no question. But it's also got like this two-minute piece in the middle of it that's like violins and stuff. Sure. And it and it and it kills the the vibe of the song um, in a live setting. Yeah, yeah. Where people are drinking and dancing, it doesn't it doesn't work as well. But like, um, I, I, that's not to say I don't like the song. Sure. It's just not something that I would want to use in our setting, right? Um, if we, if we were going to do, uh, a white snake song, I wanted to do like fool for your loving. I was born under a bad sign, left out in the cold. I'm a lonely man who knows just what it means. Okay. Right, because sure. it's 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 a, a well-known song, and it's yep. straightforward and straight through, and it you know beginning, middle, end is all kind of compact and four minutes long and yeah, danceable and yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I try to steer us towards. Sure. You know, like if we were gonna do another Maiden song, I don't want to do Aces High. Yeah, because there's a long God, piece that's in the so middle. long. You yeah, know, I I love the song. It's a great track. I love the song, mm-hmm. and if I was going to see Iron Maiden, I want to see Iron Maiden play that. Right, but I don't want to see Hellbent play that. That's tough, right? That's a hard song. <laughs> you no, know? no, I think that's hard. So that's like that's the that's the dichotomy. Like that's the thing you got to do. You got to balance. Like, okay, I really like this song, or I really like this artist, but like, how are we gonna make it work for the purposes that we're doing? Right, right. you don't want to have. Uh, an obligation to, and the other thing is, you've got a risk reward sort of thing going on when you're selecting songs. Like mm-hmm. you, you've got to choose songs that aren't going to take forever to learn, yeah. because you've got to produce them. You've got to get them out in the next week or two or whatever. Yep. And some songs just aren't worth the effort. Like, oh yeah, this is a great song, but it's super duper hard. And like it's not gonna have the payoff that we want because yeah. not enough people know it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if we if we bust our ass learning a crocus song or whatever, well we probably wouldn't have to in crocus. But <laughs> But no, I know but it's crocus. But, right. Like, like, like who, right. Like a Dawkins song. A lot of Dawkins songs are pretty technical. Mm-hmm. And it's like we could bust our ass learning it, but nobody's gonna know it. So right. why put forth that effort whenever we could do a Beastie Boys song in thirty seconds? Sure. Sure, and Beastie Boys is just a higher reward. Yeah, you know? exactly. People right. are going to know it, and they're going to pop to it, and so that's the balance. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And like, and I, th- I mean, I 
for for what it's worth, like I think that uh, I think it the some of the older Maiden tracks. So you guys do a great rendition of Wrathchild, which yeah. I think is really cool. Um, <clears throat> and so, like one of the things that I like about Wrathchild, other than the fact that I think you guys sound really good with it, is that it's one of those songs that even if people do not know it. Um, the hook is really good. Exactly. Every everything everything sounds good, and it's easy. You know, it's easy to move to. It's easy to to just sort of get into it like real quick. And I think a a, a number of like the early like first two record Iron Maiden songs are like that. Yeah. Like I think running. I, I don't. I think you guys should definitely do running free. I've said die that. with your boots on. I die, die with your boots on. <laughs> uh, Prowler I think is a great yeah. early Maiden song. For all of those reasons, the the hook is there. Um, I don't know about how technical it is. I, yeah. I really don't. But like the hook is there. The You have the ability to make it sound effortless, which is really what I like. So the effortlessness piece is what I'm really interested in. That's why I have a, a hard relationship with Aerosmith. Yeah. Because uh, I think Aerosmith's thing, I always say that Aerosmith's thing is, um, you remember Zeppelin? Imagine if Zeppelin were desperate. <laughs> like, like imagine if Led Zeppelin were just were just totally desperate for something. <laughs> they, they had a heroin monkey yeah, and yeah. they needed to feed it. <laughs> right, like desperate for drugs or or sex or or money. Like, like, or they're gonna be homeless. Stephen Tyler's yep. gonna be homeless tomorrow, and and this is his last chance. You know, like, 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 and and so it's hard for me to uh, listen to a lot of. Aerosmith songs because like it like increases my anxiety <laughs> um, and and whenever not to pick on Aerosmith but like whenever uh, a band you know kind of plays a song that like yeah they can play it but like you know like I love your vocalist dearly I think he's great <laughs> but you know Bruce Dickinson is Bruce Dickinson, right? And he's Bruce Dickinson for a reason. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, like, it's not that he sounds. It's not that. It's not like Chris. I love you. It's not that Chris sounds like shit on any of these songs. No. That's not what I'm saying at all. He sounds better than me on many of the songs. Yeah. I just am like, man, like this is this is tough. Yeah. Like, like, like yeah. I, Bruce Dickinson era Maiden is hard, you know. And <laughs> right. so, and, and there's there's a reason why nobody says. Um, to a new band when they listen hey you gotta listen to this band they sound just like Number of the Beast right you're gonna love it like, like no I mean that's that's not how it goes so I would love to hear you guys play uh, Older Maiden yeah because I think there's a quality to Older Maiden that never sounds like they're they're kind of you know about to break down right and that's why I like them obviously I want you to play more Motorhead um, and I and I will say this I've said this to Chris I'll say it again you guys gotta play sax. I Saxon Saxon is cool, you know. Are they my favorite band? No. But uh but th this whole notion of the hook, yeah. That's all what Saxon yep. is. Saxon is just yep. hook after another. You know, and so even if uh even if people don't go um when if you guys play Denim and Leather, even if everybody's like I've never heard this song, they'll still be able to move to it and right. appreciate it, right? Right. They'll get it. Right. Oh, yeah, in 79. 
one of the things that I find fun to do is, uh, like, we always have people screaming out, like, band names whenever we're on stage. You know, you guys need to do this and you guys need to do that. That's the conversations. But you always have that guy in the back going, Slayer! Yeah, or, Slayer! You know, something like that. And um, I want to do a Slayer song just for that guy. Right. Just because, like... They're doing it ironically, right? Because they know it's not going to happen. And then when you rip into, like, like whenever we do our medley, we do pieces of Slayer songs. We do pieces of uh, Raining Blood, and we do pieces of uh, another one. I don't remember. But um, but they, they, they pop to it. They're like, wow, you know? Yeah. And I wanted to do War Ensemble from Slayer, which, if you've ever listened to War Ensemble... That song is hard as dicks, <laughs> right? And then, and that becomes one of our risk reward sort of things, right? right? Right. Where it's like, okay, this is only going to please a small section of people or a small segment of people. Mm-hmm. It's going to really please them. They're going to yeah, be like, holy shit! Right. But like for the other eighty percent of the people there, they're not going to care, and it's a whole lot of work. Yeah. So like for that reason, uh, are you familiar with the song Blood Red? No, I don't. It's that. it's one of the um, lesser known Slayer songs. Mm. I think it's a good Slayer song. It's not a terribly hard Slayer song, and it has exactly what you're talking about. Like with Saxon, it's got that kind of hook, and yep. it's kind of got that 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 rhythm. That even if you've never heard it before, mm. the Slayer guys, the guys that go Slayer, will know it's Slayer, and the Woo girls will be like, "Well, I can still, you know, get through this." You right, know, you can dance to it. Yeah. yeah. So like, I I wanted to do a song like that. It's a lot. It's a lot less risky, right? And it and it still scratches that itch. It still mm-hmm. does that thing that we want to mm-hmm. do shtick wise, right? We do a lot of shtick work, sure. So. So, so something I really like. Speaking of kind of all, everything we're putting together. Something I really like about your Hellbent is um, uh, you a this this isn't necessarily what I like about it, but you guys play a lot of music that my mom likes, um, which which I love to just needle. Like, oh yeah, my mom loves this song. Yeah, but you realize reason. like we're almost the age of your mom. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, but like, so so like you play like a Motley Crue song. Yeah. Uh, when Motley Crue plays Motley Crue, it's lame. Yeah. You know, but like, I think that what I appreciate is when you guys take on some of these hair metal songs, like there's a sense where we're able to see, oh, okay. Like there's something, not only can you play it a little heavier, but like you get a stronger sense for what is going on in the song. It, right. Because it's, it's not produced. Because like all the hair metal is produced like a pop record. Right. And so a lot of that stuff, it just doesn't come out. It's just not, it's just right. not there. But like when you guys play, uh, um, I forget the kickstart my kickstart heart. my heart. Yeah, I had to think about the Motley Crue song. Uh, like it, do- it doesn't come across as lame, right? You know, it really doesn't. Like yeah. because it's because it's being played by a, a metal band, you know, right. and 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 you're able to you're able to to kind of feel the way like the bass goes or or uh, the way the guitar work goes, and and it's a major plus that it's not Vince Neil singing yeah. the song, you know, like it's Vince Neil. <laughs> And Seal is terrible, <laughs> right. um, and and but and like and Cruise Cruise almost easy to to Motley Cruise almost beyond parody, right? Because they just wear it on their sleeves, and it's not yeah. even 
it's not even funny. You right. know, like if you listen to like Nikki Six interviews, Nikki Six is like, yeah, I mean, basically we looked at each other. And we were like, what if we just, what if we just uh, uh, lived into our lives as as these crazy uh, um, party people yeah. and wrote music and performed it in such a way that the whole point was pussy, <laughs> and that was it. Like yeah. we, we would just we would just let people know. Nikki Six is like the worst thing could happen to Motley Crue is if they caught us drinking a glass of milk. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, but like you're gonna die, Nikki. Yeah. Like, like you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, I remember there's a. You guys don't do any wasp, which I, which is another group yeah, that I think you guys. Chris has do. been honest about doing wasp. Wasp's so. okay. The wasp has better tracks than than you realize. But like, wasp uh, is another example of of like another band playing their music would it would probably work okay. Yeah. Because the wasp guys, there's a this interview I I remember watching, where Blackie Lawless, the vocalist for Wasp. Uh, in a in a show attached like a like a basically like a pyro thing to his crotch yeah and it and it blew up <laughs> like he's in the show he's about to do like the bit and it just it just explodes <laughs> and he's got burns up his, his his crotch and they sort of finish the show and they, they bring him back to the green room and they're peeling away his leather pants and they're trying to like check to see if he's okay and he looks at everybody. He's like, you know, guys, if we would just learn how to play our music better, <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't have to. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have to do this bullshit, you know. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, you guys could just do that, you know. Well, I think I think a lot of like, at least my stage presence, uh, to an extent, the entire band, but particularly my stage presence, comes from like my punk rock roots, right? Yeah, yeah, it we're, shows. We're, it shows. We're like. If you if you go to a punk rock show, like if you go see a, a band like No Effects, like one of my favorite bands, right? You go see them, they play for forty five minutes, yep, and they talk for thirty minutes, mm-hmm. and they just like fuck around and they talk with the crowd and they make fun of each other and they just they they dick off. It like yeah. it doesn't feel like they're working, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it frustrates Chris a lot because he wants to he wants to maintain this like ethereal sort of metal, sure. Um, which per- I get persona, which is fine, which mm-hmm. is fine. But I'm just not wired that way. Like I, I can't not like goof off, right? <laughs> I can't not make smart remarks, you know. Right. No, but but like, and I think it also shows the the punk rock root shows in the way that you also anchor everything. A, you're the bass yeah. player, and so well, there's yes. that sense of anchoring anyway. But like from a personality perspective, in in your performance. Um, you know, everybody's got their own way they're performing, and then like you're just a guy in a twin reverb T-shirt yeah. and a in a in a hat, <laughs> and you're like, all right, here we go, you know, and, yeah. and, and and so and that's cool. And that I know irritates Chris because Chris gets the get up. Yeah. Chris is a front man, right? He's got the ripped yeah. jeans, he's he got does, the he's vest, really he's got all that it. stuff. Like Chuck puts on the makeup, and Chuck has his vest with all his patches on it and everything, and it looks all metal. And Richie's got like. Just the charisma of a young guy with like long hair and yep. like he looks like a, a thrasher, you know. And Clayton's back there on the drum kit. He looks like Animal from the Muppets. He does. You know, he he's does. he's just like sticks going everywhere. And then there's me and I look like Tom Morello standing on the side. Right, side right. Of the stage. Hey brother, if you could play like Tom Morello. I, if I could play like Tom Morello, that'd be know, great. But I like I, I'm just saying I'm standing there with like a t shirt and a and a hat and right, I'm just like, right. yeah. You know? <laughs> and it works. Like it, it's it's a fun fit, right? Like I think it would it so it doesn't come across as fake. And yeah. I think that 
the whole band does. I'm not. You do not come across yeah. as fake, but but nobody in the band comes across as fake, precisely because nobody is like we're we're not doing like a uniform thing, right? I think that if everybody tried to do um, the sort of the same thing, I think it would come across as yeah, this like it wouldn't necessarily come across bad, but it would come across as uh, um, these guys are putting on a show which you are right. but like you're putting on a show right like, like instead of lack of authenticity right 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 and like and like to and that be- works in some some cases there's a band there's a band that, that's been popular in central pennsylvania for a long time called hair force one hair force right one. and they're incredibly good musicians they're very good i mean they their singer is amazing but like he looks like a guy that works at like home depot sure like he he's just a tall uh, slightly heavy set, bald, like like he looks like he looks like like a guy that would be working at like Home Depot, right. like helping you select like the proper lumber, or whatever. Sure. And then when he comes out and starts singing, first of all, he sings these unbelievably hard songs mm-hmm. perfectly, and like this these high pitched voices from this hair metal. Come out of this giant burly man, this like six foot four giant burly man that does not look he, like he would sound like that <laughs> at all. Yeah, you know, and and he puts on a wig and he puts on the and they all come out and they got their spandex and you know how they used to like tie a ribbon like a yep. fluorescent ribbon around their arm or their knee or something like that. Like I don't know why they did it, but they did it. You they know, it. Yeah. like they all looked like the ultimate warrior. That's <laughs> why they did it. Yeah. You know? But like they come out and they've got like this long handkerchief hanging out of their back pocket and they've got like lace on them on their on their uh, microphone stands. But they're Hair Force One. Like right. that's what they're doing. Like that's sure. that's the whole production of the thing. And like they're incredibly musicians. They play the parts and they don't look like like that when they're right. not on stage. Like when they're on stage, they're definitely in a character. Sure. Right? And there's there's a place for that and that's a that's a that's a good thing. It's just not what I do. <laughs> right, right, right. But but like and the the nice thing about Hellbent, it's definitely not what you do. But the nice thing about Hellbent is because everybody sort of um, has their own approach to the band mm-hmm. in that way. Um, even the 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 guys in your in the band that are you know really playing it up, mm-hmm. it, it still doesn't come across as a shtick. Right. It's 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 a shtick, not in a bad way. It's a it's the brand. It doesn't come thing. across as hokey. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't come, come across, across as, as hokey. Yeah, it doesn't come across as like. Uh, uh, a false effort put into something to make you something that you're not. Exactly. Because, like, Chris really is like that. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, absolutely. I can see, when I see Chris or I see Chuck or I see any of the guys in the band, and, like, that's what they that's what they look like, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's right. not, it's not like, right. it's not like, I mean, all he's doing is putting on a vest. Right, exactly. Right. Exactly. It's not yeah. like a Steel Panther. Right. Where, uh, which is fun, like, Steel yeah. Panther's fun, but you, you know that, like, when... When they're done with their show, they hopefully go home and and don't drink themselves to to oblivion. And, <laughs> right. You know, try to sleep. You know, like, uh, and and that's good. Like, I think that that gives Hellbent a lot of charm. Yeah. And I think it's one of the main reasons why I think so many folks um, in the area really like to watch you guys, and why I why every time I go to a show, I notice a sort of a wide variety of people there. Yeah. You know, even if it's not their favorite kind of music, mm-hmm. because um, you never come across like 
you're going to hate this. You never come across like a limp biscuit, <laughs> which you should never do anyway. I, yeah. Not I that like you guys it. play that kind of music, but like, <laughs> but like the limp biscuit guys, you know, Fred Durst and company always come across as, yeah, like we're limp biscuit. We're probably going to go to jail after the show. Yeah. Um, but, and, and we're, and it's in no way sexy. You know, yeah. we're going to go to jail because we, we did a horrible crime. I think it's like they, they take themselves a little too seriously. Yeah, that's really it. You know? That's really it. Like, they, they, they have this kind of attitude or this, this kind of chip on their shoulder. Like, like, like we're Limp Bizkit. You know? Yeah. We, 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 we command your respect. Mm-hmm. Whereas we can get up there and, like, I don't command anybody's respect. I'm just trying to play yep. some music and get people to dance and have a good time and get drunk and maybe get yeah. laid like that's yeah, what exactly. that's what I'm trying to do like I'm not trying to present myself as like being like what we're doing isn't important yeah it's yeah. fun exactly. right it's supposed exactly. to be entertainment so you just get up there and you entertain mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so and I think uh, I think that's a good uh, a good uh, uh, analysis of it um, and that's why it works like the there's a lot of reasons why it works but I think that's why Hellbent works, even though, and why I enjoy it, other than the fact that I love you guys, yeah. like, I enjoy it because, yeah, we're having a good time, mm-hmm. you know, if, um, if, if somebody really did get upset that you guys weren't playing Slayer, that would, we'd throw that guy out, yeah. like, <laughs> right. relax, you know, like, right. it's fine. Uh, you said you were a metal band. Yeah, right. Uh, what is this? You know, like, get out, it's fine, it's no big deal. Well, this is cool. I enjoyed being with you uh, this weekend. Yeah, thanks for coming up. I had a good time with you guys. Uh, the short amount of time that I did get yeah, to see it was, you. Yeah, it's not a whole a whole lot, but next time will be better. Yeah, we um, say that every time. I know, every time, every time. But but listeners, be on the lookout. This is uh, obviously a shorter one. Yeah. But friends, thanks for listening. This has been an episode of Hookah Chats with Matt and Ethan. We'll see you next time.